Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law, and I'm here with my partner, Carrie Meldon, uh, who is uh, going to be our co-host today. And we have a great show today for you today. Uh, Dr. Jeremy Melker is here as our guest, and uh, we're going to be getting to that right away. We're broadcasting from the Coach's Podcast Room at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill at Celebration Point. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook uh, and YouTube. Uh, just go to Meldon Law and Friends or listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, or any of the 39 audio platforms out there. Uh, remember to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss any episode. Uh, we are also taking questions and comments on Facebook Live. Simply let us know in the comment section below. Uh, we've got a big week coming up after uh, the Gators uh, demolished uh, uh, the lowly Vanderbilt uh, football team. Uh, now we're going to uh, LSU and see if we can uh, win one on the road. So uh, we're pretty excited about that in Gator country. Uh, this Saturday, Meldon Law is going to be giving away six tickets to the Gator volleyball match against Texas A&M. We'll have uh, two seats and four seats uh, available. And we want to support all of our teams, not just football and basketball. So uh, Meldon Law is making a concerted effort to uh, give away tickets to uh, all of the sports. So all you have to do is go to uh, Facebook and just put in Meldon Law, go to our Facebook page, and you can enter the contest mm -hmm. to win uh, four tickets or two tickets uh, to our uh, giveaway uh, for the Gator volleyball match against Texan, Texas A&M uh, next Saturday. Um, I want to welcome our guest, uh, Dr. Jeremy Melker, uh, good evening, good afternoon, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, thank you so much for having me today. Well, good, now, uh, you, I want to give a little bit of background, I know, uh, you I've known it. you, I've known you <laughs> since you were running around in shorts when you were about 10 years old, yeah. okay, and uh, my son, Kerry, uh, has known you uh, uh, that long as well. Probably as, both, as long as we can both remember. Yeah, so, probably so I, earlier than that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that qualifies you as a Gainesville native. It essentially yeah. does. That's correct. <laughs> okay. And um, can you just give us a little bit about, you know, your background growing up in Gainesville? And you Yeah. Know, so uh, my family moved here when I was four years old for one year, famously for my father's interventional cardiology or pediatric cardiology fellowship. Um, and the rest kind of became history. My mother from New York crying when people called her ma'am, nonetheless uh, stayed, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. And um, what led you into a medical career? Um, that's a long story, but uh, it was basically an accident. Uh, when we were playing basketball, and my brother broke his finger. My dad, who was a physician, knew what to do. I didn't, and I made a decision that I never wanted to feel that helpless again, and uh, right there and then changed my major and became pre-med. Wow. That's the short version of the story. Okay. It's nothing that exciting. <laughs> a, broken, a broken pinky. Well, that's a good story. And um, can you tell us, um, you know, what, you know, your focus has been on uh, during your career 
um, leading up to your involvement with CAN? Sure. So uh, by training, I'm an ears, nose, and throat head and neck surgeon. Uh, graduated from the University of Florida residency program in 2004 and have been in private practice ever since, mm-hmm. focused on allergy and complex uh, sinus surgery, basically. Yeah, and, and uh, Jeremy's been, uh, for a long time, has been my ENT doctor and uh, done a great job as far as keeping me upright. So thank you very <laughs> you're, much. You're very welcome. Not a HIPAA violation since you told everybody. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, so that's my day job, I always say, but my passion project is with the UF Health or Center for Autism and Neurodevelopment, which is what we're going to be touching on today. Yes. Okay. So let's get jump right into sure. it. Uh, I'm going to call you Jeremy, if that's okay. It's fine by me. I always uh, okay. say Dr. Melker's my dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, tell us, what, first of all, what does the acronym CAN stand for? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how it got started. Sure. So it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it's Center for Autism and Neurodevelopment. So it's not just autism, but other um, neurodevelopmental disorders. Um, It was really a very quick zero to 60 project that took the alignment of multiple stars, including um, a fantastic change in leadership under uh, Dave Nelson, the president of UF Health. And um, we went from the formation of a steering committee and a sheer concept in January of 2019 Mm. to a physical ribbon cutting ceremony in February of 2020. So literally 13 months later. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, we now occupy anyone who is a Gainesville native uh, knows on 39th Avenue where the uh, rehab hospital used to be. So that 40,000 square foot uh, space we took over and co-located services uh, OT, PT, speech, ABA, CARD, which is a state-funded agency that's involved with autism, all under one roof. Wow. So for those listeners out there, yes. give us a little bit of description of what autism is, you know, how it, how it first came to be diagnosed in the United States, and, you know, kind of, you know, where it is today and in relation to what you do. Sure. And so the most important thing to understand about autism is it's a spectrum. So there's a famous saying, which is, if you've met one individual with autism, you've met one individual with autism. So it doesn't look the same in everybody. So um, there are individuals who are low functioning, we would say, who require around the clock care, have associated comorbid intellectual disabilities. And then there are exceedingly bright individuals who have savant-like abilities Mm -hmm. in certain areas who have exceeded. uh, Temple Grandin is probably the most famous. There's an HBO documentary that I think won some awards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Claire Danes plays her, uh, arguably the most famous adult autistic in the world. So a big spectrum. And uh, autism is something that, you know, was relatively unknown until about a quarter century ago. I remember, you know, that's when I started hearing about autism, but it's a, it's a neurological disorder from what I can gather. And so it starts with the, obviously your brain. Right. So in the fifties and sixties, these individuals would have just been institutionalized. Um, And when you talk about kind of the hallmark findings of autism, just to kind of boil it down for our viewing and listening audience, um, it's in uh, difficulties with social interaction and communication. So uh, understanding the nuances of language or facial expressions. So uh, innuendo or innuendo rather, or sarcasm are things that a lot of individuals with autism just don't get. And that makes it very difficult for them to operate in the regular world in the way that the things that you and I take for granted as we're having this very conversation. Um, A second hallmark is uh, restricted or repetitive behaviors or interests. So a lot of individuals with autism um, have one thing that they're really fanatical about and uh, love. 
uh, in my car, in my son's case, it's cars, which we'll talk about uh, in just a few minutes here. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool that, you know, you've been able to take something that touches you personally, you know, as far as your son's, um, you know, autism and turn it into something where you're not only helping your son, but helping the whole world. Yeah, and, and what I would say about that is, if, and any parent of a child with special needs understands this, that your path is quite divergent. So, you know, while peers were doing this, we were doing this in careening, mm -hmm. uh, because at the time that Jake, my son, was younger, the services just did not exist in that co-located model that I just described that we have now developed with the CAN. Um, and we had some very, very dark days, and as my wife and I were kind of literally sitting at the bottom of the well, looking up, trying to figure out how we were going to sort out our own family's issues. There and then we made a pact that no other family in Gainesville would have to follow the same path. And so I always say that advocacy is my therapy, um, and that's how I really became involved uh, with the UF Health CAN. So I'm on the steering committee there and carry many different roles and wear different hats depending on the day. Today uh, uh, I'm serving, I guess, as the community liaison. I'm also the fundraising chair and serve on a couple of the subcommittees. So now out at the center, um, what are some of the things that go on day to day? So day to day we are seeing patients and caring for families. So um, as I said, the key services, so applied behavioral analysis is um, kind of one of the hallmarks, um, certainly, of autism treatment. And there's a private company called Blue Sprig, uh, their uh, Florida Autism Center here in Gainesville, that's also co-located under the roof. So we're big on public-private partnerships, uh, occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy, and as I mentioned before, CARD, which is a whole different acronym, but a state-funded agency that all live under that one roof for families to make one trip. So um, do people reside out there, or they just come out for treatment uh, on a regular basis? So a residential facility is absolutely, and I shouldn't say facility, but residential options are an aspirational goal. And I am on the Transition to Adulthood Subcommittee, and that's something that um, is desperately needed. There's a paucity of it nationwide. Um, and frankly, that's where our autism center is ultimately going to shine. Mm -hmm. I think you would agree that Gainesville is the village of the right size. Um, this is a place where we don't let people leave people behind. Um, you know that we're personally accountable to another, one another. That business owners know one another, and they know the community that they're living in. So there's a lot of accountability, and so um, everyone who's come through Gainesville as a part of this autism initiative really gets that the transition to adulthood piece. Um, is where we're really going to be special. What about um, working with the parents and the families? Um, what kind of uh, work do you do at the center? So absolutely critical. You know, when you get that diagnosis, it's a shell shock uh, in many ways. Uh, we have what are called patient navigators, which are kind of concierge-level coordinators of care. So I remember after Jake's diagnosis, sitting there just completely overwhelmed, even as a physician, even with resources and friends who kind of were tangentially related to autism. You know, we didn't have as much knowledge then as we do now. Now you get your diagnosis at CARD and literally get walked down the hall to meet your patient navigator who coordinates all of your care for you. So you help educate the parents that, you know, uh, this is going to be it may be a tough road, but you're going to have some people on your side. 
That's absolutely right. And I think that the community around that and the support around that is very different than it was when we were there. So I like to think that we're starting to climb out of that well and to accomplish those goals that we've set out to. How does the diagnosis occur? Is it usually something that the parents bring up? Is it something that a teacher brings up? So it can be a variety of things. Uh, I, for one, was in denial as the physician in the family. My wife is a speech therapist, so she thought, you know, she had some early inklings and I was, you know, reading and telling her why that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. um, as we all know, the women are much smarter than men, <laughs> what we're talking yes. about, whether it's autism or anything Very else. true, yeah. Um, so, you know, a pediatrician may pick up on something, um, and the tools that we have to diagnose much earlier. So you're seeing kids that are now diagnosed at two years old, whereas Jake was diagnosed post five years of age. So um, there's been an evolution in early intervention and treatment, uh, early diagnosis, I should say, intervention and treatment are really changing um, the face of how some of these kids are interacting with the world. Well, we're going to take a break right now, Fantastic. but when we come back, okay. we're going to talk about the big event that's coming up. <laughs> I want all of our listeners to uh, stay tuned because we'll be back in 60 seconds. And it is. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, I, it is no, your fault. Not, no, I am calling not. Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, here, wait, this person here, he might... New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law. I'm here with my law partner and son, Carrie Meldon, and our special guest, Dr. Jeremy Melker. Welcome to the uh, second half of the show, Jeremy. I'm happy to be included as a friend. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And what I want to talk about, I'm so excited about this event coming up because, as you know, I'm a car buff myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, event coming up and uh, uh, what's going to be happening and how everybody can get involved. Fair enough. So, as I said, supercars are what my guy is all about and has been. And that was kind of our inkling. Carrie said, how do you know? Well, we had a history of fast cars, uh, coffee table book with a thousand cars in it. Mm -hmm. And at three years of age, uh, Jake had them all memorized and could tell you what page they were on. So then I kind of knew something was up. Wow. Um, be that as it may, for the last decade, I've always wanted to wow. do a supercar event. Um, not just for Jake, but um, because it's something that he was particularly interested in and also because it has the potential to, you know, support the center. Well, um, now, define a supercar for our listeners. Well, I mean, that's, it's, it can be anything. It's whatever you love driving. That's, that's the <laughs> politically correct answer. Uh, but at the same token, I'll say that at the event that we're going to have, there will be several individual cars that are in the multi-millions of dollars. Wow. So your, your Bugattis and your, uh, you know, 
know, we'll Hopper and Ferraris. And, and your and absolute favorite, the Pagani Huayra, will be there as Pagani well. Pagani Huayra. So. Yes. <laughs> Jeffrey uh, told me a story about that for another time, uh, his, uh, his seeing one in France. Um, but yeah, so we have our uh, inaugural uh, Miami, uh, it will be in Miami, Florida on November 18th, supercar show and auction. And there has just been an outpouring of support. There is an incredible uh, kind of supercar community in Miami mm -hmm. uh, because we don't have the restrictions that say California does. So people can drive their supercars in Florida and that has kind of led to this car culture that's pretty incredible down there. And Miami's hosting an F1 race next year. That's it's, a huge deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yes, um, it, it is a big deal. Um, I won't digress on that. <laughs> um, but uh, for this uh, particular event, what we're doing is uh, telling the story of autism mm -hmm. and um, the center itself through supercars. So we have different vignettes, as I call them, and to give our listeners an idea of what we're talking about, and this is really important actually, what we're using is a lot of symbolism. So the truth is one in 136 American families has a brand new Ford F-150 in their driveway every year. Mm -hmm. It's a staggering number. One in 54 children are diagnosed with autism annually which means that autism is literally two and a half times more common than the number of Ford F-150s that you see on the road. Hmm. That's an amazing statistic. Yeah. So when you think about how commonly you see a Ford F-150 on the road, it kind of brings it immediately into focus. Now, it's a supercar event, so we yeah. don't have a Ford F-150. Mm -hmm. We have one of 50 Hennessy V8 Velociraptor six-wheel F-150s <laughs> that were ever produced yeah. on display. A six-wheel truck. A six-wheel. It's a Interesting. big one. It's a big one. So yeah. take an F-150 and don't make it a dually, but yeah. keep it going further back and make it a six-wheel. And, you know, zero to 60 in four and a half seconds sort of thing. Wow. Um, and uh, I don't want to divulge too much, but other vignettes that speak about statistics of autism and our core pillars at the center of clinical care and research and education and advocacy and outreach and transition to adulthood. Those are really our five pillars upon which our center is uh, built and based. Um, and so we have stories about all of those things. Well, how do we go about, you know, sponsoring the event? I know Melden Law. I was going to say, you already <laughs> have. You had a conversation with me. But um, for our, our viewers, for our listeners, because there's a lot of people out there that are touched by the work that uh, CAN is doing and want to help uh, it make progress as far as uh, helping uh, people with autism. What are some of the things that uh, people can do to get so, involved? I think the most expeditious way, and it kind of serves a dual purpose because you can learn more about the UF Health CAN, is just Google UF Health CAN and go to the website. There you can take a virtual tour um, that was donated by a local real estate uh, company. You can literally walk the halls of the center, um, which is pretty neat with Matterport technology. And um, the evite for the event is posted there, and that's the most expeditious way, I would say, from this venue um, to purchase tickets if you can't make it to the event but you're excited about uh, what we're talking about today and excited about the event itself. There's a link to donate uh, and so on and so forth. It sounds like it's going to be great. I know Carrie and I are looking forward to going down there. Uh, it's November 18th. Uh, the supercar in uh, it says supercar rooms Miami. Right. Where is it going to be located? So the supercar rooms Miami is actually a physical venue that's in Wynwood. So very oh, beautiful, hip, um, yeah. very nice. And um, I uh, had the opportunity to be at an event there uh, about two years ago. And as soon as I walked in, I said to myself, "It was like the angels saying." I said, "I finally have." 
you know, my location for my supercar show. And it's kind of been storied since then. We had planned to do it last year, obviously, COVID put the squash on that. So, but at the end of the day, I think it's a much better and uh, more exciting event. It has really gotten over the How top. many supercars are going to be there approximately? Uh, we'll have uh, a dozen to 14 of the most rare cars in the world. Yeah. Wow. No. So it's like a real, it's a, it's almost it's like a museum deal. display. Yeah. It, it will be. And I'll give away maybe one more. We have the last Countach that was ever produced. So for guys like Kerry and Isaac, yeah. that was the poster that was on our wall. Yes. You know? Was that the Magnum PI? Uh, no, he had a Ferrari. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, the no, Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. Watch your, <laughs> well, you might have to edit yeah. that out. Yeah. Kerry, you don't remember your, your um, Uncle Jeff had, had a Lamborghini back in the 1970s. Yeah. Well, the Countach was in early 80s, uh, but it may be around, it may have been around the 70s. So anyhow, so here's the deal. November 18th, Correct. Supercar Rooms Miami. Yep. You can go to um, UF Can, right? UF Health Can, yeah. Health, UF Health Can, yep. okay. Uh, tickets are available online, $100 each. Uh, food is being catered by an award-winning uh, uh, sushi, Uchi Sushi. You got so he got mm -hmm. drinks by Orrin Swift Wines. For those of you that don't know Orrin <laughs> Swift, Orrin Swift created this wine called Prisoner, and uh, wound up being one of the most popular, you know, bold red wines in, in the world, and sold it for about ten million dollars, and then. He had a non-compete uh, agreement in which he couldn't make wines for red wines for eight years, and of course, after eight years, he started making red wines again, and his first uh, wine was called Eight Years in the Desert. I've, so, I've, uh, I've it, heard of it from the director of the event, uh, uh, who's putting the event. Orrin Swift. So, yeah. so anyhow, Orrin Swift is a legendary, you know, winemaker. I call him. And we have a Lamborghini hard seltzer, Zier vodka, craft cocktails by a mixology mixer. Um, and this is going to be really cool. Um, you can go to UF Health Can and uh, get all kinds of information. But to all of our listeners that are car enthusiasts uh, or people that you know are willing to make the drive down to Miami, this is a great opportunity to really... Uh, help uh, the autism program at the uh, University of Florida, and uh, yeah, I want to really get into uh, you know the what we can do to help. So uh, I want to ask you, Dr. Melker. Yes. How do we go about getting a loved one tested for autism if we think mm -hmm. that there may be some problems? So again, there contact the center. So there are uh, criteria for testing, or there are tests that are developed specifically. Um, for autism, one is called the ADOS, A-D-O-S, which, again, complicated acronyms I won't get into. Mm -hmm. They're easy to trip on the tongue uh, and that sort of thing. Um, but it is usually a multidisciplinary evaluation that leads to a formal diagnosis of autism. Um, and uh, then that kind of opens the doorway to treatment. And how have you seen the treatment of autism, you know, advance in terms of the uh -huh. results 
you know, of course, personally, and as you've seen, you know, with other children in the center? Yeah, so it's exponential. It really is, Carrie. I mean, uh, so Jake is now 19. Mm -hmm. um, and so over that lifetime and over my lifetime, um, really just, uh, I think the early diagnosis, you know, that that's been key. So the earlier you can diagnose, the earlier you can intervene. Um, and so, um, the number of just different, uh, um, so like, uh, augmented, uh, so, uh, VR, uh, virtual reality, there's mm -hmm. just all sorts of new technologies is what I was getting at there. Uh, there's so many to list, uh, that can help. So you can, there's a company that makes glasses that rewards an individual for making eye contact. Kids that don't make good eye contact, kind of a hallmark of autism, and they get rewarded every time, you know, through a set of Google glasses. They're paying the game that they make yeah, eye that's contact. That's pretty cool. So yeah. Just uh, and then you have individuals who are working toward transitioning to adulthood uh, and moving into the workforce. Who there are virtual reality programs for um, mock interviews and that sort of thing. So. Uh, I was trying to think of best examples, but it's it's we support from the early diagnosis and treatment to the successful transition to adulthood. So there's a lot that goes on. So, so uh, we were talking for a while before the show, and you, you know, you were explaining to me that it's not so much a cure for autism. That's right. But that um, strategies to help people with autism live a more normal life. And, and that's a critical, critical distinction. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there are there's certainly a subset of research out there that might be geared towards quote unquote curing autism or discovering what the genetic you know uh, foundation of it is. What gets done with that information is not it's above my pay grade. Um, but uh, you know, I always say it would be great if the world would meet individuals with autism and their families halfway. We know mm -hmm. that that's not where we're at, not even close. Um, and so we're all about giving families and, uh, and those with autism themselves uh, strategies in which to be successful in the world. What's, Jake, what's Jake's favorite supercar? I haven't asked you that yet. It's a Maserati MC12. There's no hesitation. There's <laughs> one in Miami with a private collector down there, one of 12 of the race versions. Oh, wow. Every time we've been in Miami, the car has not been there, but uh, this trip we're so hoping why, to So why is awesome. that Jake's famous favorite car? I, you would have to ask him. You can have yeah. him on in your next podcast. I will. That'd be cool. I, I mean, I'm really uh, excited because... Yeah. You don't have enough time to, to hear <laughs> no, about no, car no. or the amount of information No, no. I mean... Jake, you know, obviously knows a lot more than I do, but I've been to some great car shows. We have one in Amelia Island. Yeah. Um, I've been out to uh, uh, Pebble Beach for the Concourse. So I should Allegan. specify that Jake likes supercars. When you get into vintage and that sort of thing, that's too passe for him. So. I right. know, I know. Yes. But they do... So these they do have some of the supercars, oh, right? That no they, question about they it. They show up, but this is going to be supercars only That's in right. Miami. For this Didn't you year. meet Jay Leno at, at one of those events? Yes, I yeah. actually have a video with me and Did Jay you Leno. Did you drink orange with wine? <laughs> because you knew a lot about orange with wine. He does. I he almost does. felt like I had to give a plug for don't drink and drive. Actually. Yeah. Well. So, what's the best site or place to learn more about autism? Um, so, you know, I keep coming back to the UF Health Can. Certainly, you know, Google is a double-edged sword. I mean, as a physician, I know that my patients often come in and tell me oh, exactly <laughs> what's going on um, before I have the opportunity to ask a single question. Um, so, like anything, you have to be careful. Um, there are several centers of excellence across the United States. Um, we have kind of a vacuum in the southeast. The closest would be um, in Atlanta and mm -hmm. uh, in Nashville at Vanderbilt, um, in Atlanta at Emory. Um, so um, 
you know, just be careful about your sources. But UF Health Can has a lot. Uh, we're enriching the website on a daily basis. We have uh, a fantastic person who does that. And so uh, if you can't find it there, certainly by calling the number and getting connected, we can help. Is there uh, information on that website about the event? There is, yes. Yeah. So that, <clears throat> I think, is, as I said before, the most expeditious way to find out more about the event that you so guys... And before... Go ahead. Wait a second. UF Health can, C-A-N. Yes, we like the, the acronym because we can do it together. So the the event is the inaugural Together We Can. I so. love it. Before I, I, I we get off here, I yes. have to plug your brother's uh, podcast, Fair enough. The Wolf of All Streets, which apparently <laughs> is the number one Bitcoin uh, podcast, one of, the, one of the top ones in the nation, that's right? That's right. Yeah, cryptocurrency, yeah. that's right. And yeah, Scott was, Melker uh, is a good friend of ours. Uh, I went to Hebrew school with uh, uh, Scott. I think Jeremy was a little older than me, but yeah. um, but. Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. (laughs) Anyhow, it's time to take a three-minute break on Melden Law and Friends, and we'll be back in 180 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, We haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together. Which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident. But if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. The Melden Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoyed coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job, I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life? Gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's not my fault. Yes, it is your fault. I am calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law. So I'm going to call Jeffrey, my husband. 
Melden Law, this is Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! This no, person no, wait, here, honey, this person here, he might be. New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law. I'm here with my law partner and son, Carrie Melden, and we have a special guest for the second half of our show, uh, Brett Douglas from KISS 105.3, uh, where he's the program director and, most importantly, the morning DJ, which is one of the most important jobs in the whole world. Yes. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, which, I, I had tend to agree, uh, maybe not just because I do it, but I tell you what, it's a lot of fun. I've been so excited Jeffrey invited me to come on last week, and I actually had plans, so I've been just waiting for this day to come in. So needless to say, the last week, it it was a little longer than most, but uh, I I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited, and I love doing what I do, man. So um, I want to hear how you got into being a DJ. You know, it's it's a funny story. Uh, It's not really funny. It's just interesting. Uh, Normally people go to school for it or... uh, They'll take different paths. Me, I call it like a, a street-to-the-studio type story. I was in the Army before I moved here to Florida. Mm-hmm. And while I was in the Army, I for one year, I, I was in a singing group. I tried out for this little group, and we sang. We traveled, sang in the Pentagon, got flown to Puerto Rico, and we sang there. And so I got really comfortable on the mic. I was a presenter of the singing group that we had. And so uh, a few months after moving here to Florida, because the Army moved me anywhere we wanted to come. We had family here. We always loved Florida, especially Gainesville. They... Um, a friend told me that Kiss 105 was hiring someone to drive our boombox. You know, if you've seen it, it's that big, huge boombox. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a classic vehicle. <laughs> it, is, it is a, I think it is a Gainesville staple, right? What's it called? There's a name for it. Well, we just call it the boombox. Okay. I've, I've nicknamed it Boomer, but that okay. didn't really take. So, gotcha. but, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I got the job starting to drive that. I always wanted to work in radio, and I thought, man, this is my foot in the door. And so I did it for a few months. I heard that they were looking for part-time jocks to do overnights. And so uh, because I was fortunate enough to work for my aunt at the time, uh, she let me leave work every day to go to to Kiss 105 in one of our other studios. And I would practice every day, every day. And the owner, Doug Gillen, he kind of noticed and they gave me like an overnight slot. And then a few months into that, um, the night personality had left. So they put me in to fill in and they liked it. It stuck. Ratings went up pretty well. And so, so I did the night show for six years and a little stint in the morning show. And then uh, my final time about 11 years ago, came back to the morning show and they just stuck. They, they kept me there. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pretend yeah. and not make any noise and just hopefully they'll let me stay here. And here we are, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I listened to it and I know uh, on uh, Mondays, we have Melvin Mondays. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, mind how the tables have turned. Here I am on your show for a change, right? Except this is a video podcast. I, I, know, I know you do more video than you used to, but Correct. my question is this. How often do you go to a party or you go to a restaurant and someone is like, I recognize you, but I don't know where I recognize you from. Yeah, so how often do I get recognized? You know, it's funny because I have an identical twin brother. And so growing up, that was kind of common. It was like, oh, you must know my brother Adam. But I actually get more recognized by voice. Right. And people will say, like, man, you sound familiar. Today, 17 years later, I still get a kick out of it. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm like, no way. I like, know you radio. somehow. How do I know I'm you? Like, yeah. you listen to the radio? They're yeah. like, yes, Kiss I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm one of those guys. Yes. No, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, yeah. I think 
uh, what you've done, you're, you're probably one of the most recognizable individuals in Gainesville because KISS 105 is, even when I was growing up in the 1980s, it was like, the, it was a big station. Yeah, it, well, you know, the thing about KISS 105 is that they've been such a Gainesville staple for so long. And so, you know, people come here to go to school, they go to college, they find KISS 105 on the dial, and then they graduate, they fall in love with Gainesville like so many people do. So they stick around and they they may go to other places for music or whatever, and then they have kids. And then their kids find KISS 105 yeah. and then they want to listen. And I've had so many parents say that they would go away from KISS 105 at the time, and then their kids would say like, turn to KISS 105 on the way to school. Right. And like, even like more dads then uh, I wouldn't say more dads than moms, more dads than I would ever think would be like, you know, so after I drop my kids off, I keep listening because <laughs> I got to enjoy the show and the yeah. music, you know, so it's really cool. So, Brett, tell us what the format is. Uh, you're the program director and the DJ, so tell us uh, what the format is. Yeah, so we're contemporary hit, hit music, uh, contemporary, hit, contemporary hit radio, uh, top 40 is what it's called, so we play the hits. A lot of people say, man, that the top, you guys play 40 songs, no wonder I hear the same song all the time. Yeah. That's not necessarily the <laughs> The way it is it is contemporary hit music so it is newer music and so it's like um anything from the newest releases that you hear from the biggest stars to things that will do a few years old and so uh, we we keep it moving it, it we try to keep it up tempo of course there's a lot of artists playing some slower songs right now but uh but for the most part we keep it music we're uh, moving we're very music intensive so you'll hear some shows where there's a lot of talk you know, and in fact, like when we talk, that's that's the most talk I'll do in a week, you know. And so um, we, we like that. Our listeners like the format. Mm-hmm. And then they also like getting to know, like, like, I know a lot of people are getting to know you guys. I don't care. You fill in for Jeffrey, you know, on the Occasionally, so, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> always so much fun when you guys yeah. are in. But uh, we also have another station, which is 98.9 Jams, which is classic hip-hop and R&B. And so we do. That's a great station. Uh, I, I love it. I was, I was giddy when I found so, out we were getting that. that that's station. awesome. Well, yeah. let me ask Congratulations. you this. How do you prepare for what songs you're going to play? And do you study? Do you, are there uh, different uh, you know, sites or, or services that help keep you up to date? Yeah. Now, fortunately, I look out in this department because I really don't do a whole lot of the scheduling of the music. Um, we actually have a really great person that does that, mm-hmm. and he handles all of that. And then we'll go in. We just try to make sure that the flow is good. So we want to make sure that if I do see a, a slow song, that I don't keep the song, I, or a slow song, like a, too many slow songs in a row, right. we break it up. We don't want too many male artists in a row, or too many female artists, or too many rock-sounding songs, or too many you know urban-sounding songs. We like to keep the flow going well. And sometimes, you know, it's a lot of computer-generated, and so we have to kind of babysit it. So I'll just uh, uh, look over the show and, and see how it's going. Or if I'm, you know, doing something... At let's say I'm at an event and I'm I'm hyping everybody up and I see that when I'm done with my talking break that it's gonna be a slow song I'm be like eh, maybe I'll throw in some won't back down or something like that you know right. just to keep the energy going and so we really like to have the energy fit the mood of what's going on. So you're, you're able to actually um, reprogram it if you if you aren't, aren't completely satisfied with the way it's been pre-programmed. You didn't hear it here, but you did. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. And again, just out of respect. For our listeners and making sure that they they're getting the most entertaining. Well, you out take of it. you take requests sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah people request either they'll, they'll friends will text me or um, a Facebook request from a listener. We can get a sure. lot of requests through our Facebook fan page as well. And so if I have time, which does happen 
uh, often is I'll say like, hey, this person wants this song, and it looks like I'm running commercial break a few minutes early. Yeah, man, I'll get that song in a heartbeat. So I know what all the listeners out there really want to know, okay? okay? How do you win? Is there any tricks to winning the prize, okay? And let's talk <laughs> morning, a little bit about what you guys do, your giveaways. Every morning you have a contest. Yeah, yeah right? so right now, this is really cool, running a 25,000 birthday uh, contest where someone what, what, has $25,000. Where, but it's, it's like... Um, it's 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 a really big chance because at uh, between at eight thirty, twelve thirty, and four thirty every day, we will be handed an envelope. This mm-hmm. is a, this is completely professional company this set crazy. this up. Yeah. yeah, it cannot be rigged. Just We've like got the Academy Awards. And stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, and so they hand us an envelope and it's completely sealed. And then we open that envelope and inside that is another envelope. But on the first envelope is the month that we're looking for. So we announce, hey, today, like this morning, it was a July birthday. Hey, if you're born in July, give me a call. You have to meet qualifications. So once they call in, we make sure they check the boxes. And then we open the envelope, pull out the second sealed envelope. We show the camera. We have two cameras running Uh at this so that you can see it's sealed. And we pull it out. If their birthday matches the day, month, and year, they win $25,000. It, and it's worth a chance. I've hit a hole in one. One out of 365, yeah. right? Exactly right. And Unless it's a leap year. Be, <laughs> that would be yeah. a shame. That would be a shame. Yeah, yeah. So I had someone uh, last week or two weeks ago, they were uh, four days, four or six days off, same month and same year. Oh they came God. that close. Yeah, so it was, it was really exciting. Oh, wow. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Now that, yeah, yeah and, and you can actually buy insurance. For things like that. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. yeah it's an insured uh, contest. So that's that's you know we can make sure that it's covered. And at the station, we are all we are all rooting every time. We're like, let's get a winner, please. Can we have a winner? We'd love to see this because it, it, it would we we have the bell ready to go. We have the crowd ready to cheer, and I mean just streamers ready to throw down that's because true. we want someone to win so bad. So you do the do you do it three times a day or once a day? We do it three eight thirty twelve thirty and four thirty Monday through Friday. So uh, we're running it through next Friday as of right now, unless we decide to extend it again. How, how do we? Uh, how do people enter into the contest? So they just listen to. 8.30, 12.30, and 4.30, you want to listen. And if you were born in that month, we announced the month right then at that time because we don't get the envelope until then. Okay. So the envelope is locked up in a safe. Right. And so our prize guy brings it to us, and he's filming, <laughs> and he hands it to us. And so I'll crack the mic. I'll say, like, all right, it's time to play the $25,000 birthday match game. All right, I'm being handed the envelope right now. And then that's when I announce the month. So I don't even know which month we're looking for until the mic is cracked and we're live. And right. that is 100% live. Now, has live. anybody won yet? No, no one has won. And this is, this is our second time around doing it. We did it back in the spring. And now we're back here doing it in the fall. I think we're going to do it in the spring again, too. Well, we need to have a big party when you, we get our first winner. And that winner is going to pay for that party. <laughs> that's, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would, we could do it right here at Spurrier's. Well, I love it. Yeah, we are broadcasting from... Uh, the podcast room at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, it's so uh, cool. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh, having yeah. Brett Douglas uh, in the house is a big deal. And, you know, I love our morning uh, chit-chats when we uh, talk about what happened over the weekend with the Gators. It's <laughs> always good, man. I will talk Gators till the cows come home. You know, I absolutely love it. And, I mean, you guys, I thought that I was the biggest fan until I met y'all, man. You been crazy cool. And every time I call, or Jeff calls, he's all, hey, Brett. I got more tickets to the game. Can we talk about that? I'm yeah. all, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. So you guys are always doing so many great things for Gator Nation, and we love it. Well, you know, one, you, of our, one of our goals 
is to support all of the sports. Oh, yeah. Not just the, the major sports of, of football and basketball. Correct. And, and you've really helped popularize. Mm-hmm. I mean, gymnastics, volleyball, baseball, softball, um, all of that, you know. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, it, it's one thing that I've learned since moving here. Um, I grew up in a college town, and so I understood the importance of a college town. And I learned early on here is no matter what, you root for the Gators in any sport. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and you can, I, I always say the Gators are going to win 203 to zip. Are they going to do it? No. But I'm always going to root for the Gators no matter what. I'm never going to talk bad about them because what does that do? Nothing. But, and it's all the sports. You're right. You know, we, uh, our listener base is uh, very heavy female. And so uh, they're huge into the gymnastics, into the volleyball, into the soccer, into the lacrosse. And so the fact that you cover all those sports, our listeners just like, loving it so much because you know it's it they re- really didn't seem like there was that opportunity before you know until you came along with all these tickets and we, it's a perfect marriage for our listener base well know? we're going to be back yes in 60 seconds with melden law and friends and our special guest brett douglas from kiss 105 the gator nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather we all stick together which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident, but if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we. When you're a member of the Gator Nation, you know what it means to never back down. Melden Law has been a proud supporter of the Gator Nation since 1971. Two forces that won't back down. As the old saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden here with my law partner and son, Carrie Melden, and our special guest, Brett Douglas from KISS 105, the uh, morning DJ, a uh, famous uh, position yeah. in the world, the morning DJ. We all listen to uh, our DJ on the way to work, and a lot of people in the Gainesville area listen to KISS 105. Uh, but, Brett, you have another station as well, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, we have it. It is 989 Jams. It's classic hip-hop and R&B. Uh, plays anything from late 80s to mid-2000s. Actually, mid-2000s. Every now and again, we'll throw in a newer song. But it's hip-hop, R&B. You got Tupac. You got Snoop Dogg. You got East Coast, West Coast. You know, uh, R&B and hip-hop. And I, I tell you, I love that music. I love Kiss 105 music, too. Don't get me wrong. But that a lot of this music came out when I was in high school. And so this just it just takes me back in the day when I go sit in that studio you know well i love the uh, r&b sound and uh it's great when i work out that's what i usually put on uh nice. you know the speaker and uh it motivates me to you know very uh, good i tell you what if, if you have a request of a song that you need to get you going in the morning man let me know i'll pop on a song for you Jeff. i love it i love it <laughs> well and you walk every day tell us about that yeah so i started doing a 5k every day a little over three years ago and i don't run Clearly, I don't run. <laughs> I walk uh, 3.1 miles. Today was 1,335 days in a row. That's, 
what, three years? Yeah, Four years. Yeah, almost. three years. So I hit three years back on September 3rd. September 3rd is when I started. Uh, second is when I started. It's third or second. And, um, yeah, I just, I just started to do something. You know, um, I've lost weight doing it. I've gained weight back, and so it fluctuates. So a lot of that, I understand, is is my uh, relationship with food. But the biggest part (laughs) is my heart. My doctor's really happy with my heart health. That's amazing. Because of it, yeah. Yeah, um, You know, I was on blood pressure medicine. I still am, but he looks like I can be getting off that soon. Wow. Um, Mentally, it's just great. You know, I have the best job in the world. I love what I do, but I I can also find myself... Uh, with a lot of anxiety for no reason, you know. Mm-hmm. People ask like, "Why are you, why are you so excited?" I'm like, "I don't know," but the walking has really helped me, and I just clear my head. I, you know, it gives me one hour to myself. You know, it's no excuse. I do it after doing it as many times. I do it. It's just it's as automatic as I wake up and as, as automatic as I breathe. You know, so it's uh, it's it's my me time. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, Brett, I want to ask you real r- briefly. You said you were from a college town. You never told the listeners what college town you're from. Yes, I'm actually from Provo, Utah, which okay. is where Brigham Young University is. All right. Um, and so my dad actually played center at Brigham Young University. He um, coached actually also with Lavelle Edwards, who wow. was... yeah, legend. Uh, yeah, legend. Exactly. He, he is uh, Provo's Steve Spurrier, you know what I he mean? He was like Ty Detmer's coach. Co- yeah, he, he yeah. was. Yeah. He was. In fact, yeah, I, I had the opportunity of, of patting Ty Detmer on the chest very hard after a win because <laughs> we stormed the field. We beat Washington State, and it was, uh, awesome. it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, so you grew up a BYU guy. I grew up a BYU guy. You know, I said my dad, you know, my dad was, he played for them. Uh, Jim McMahon was the quarterback, and that's why I'm a Chicago Bears fan because of Jim McMahon was a Chicago Bears quarterback. And so uh, that was right in my years of really starting to come out and watch football and become such a huge fan. And so, yeah, Bears fan. And then, you know, I'm Gators first, though, for sure now. Yeah, well... So you you had a big you came from a big family right Yep. How many brothers and sisters? So I have two brothers and four sisters. So seven kids total. So we had a family of nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, um, a lot of uh, a lot of football with Did with you my get brothers. To go to the games. We went to uh, yeah we went to a great amount of games growing up. Uh, whether our dad would take us or you know we just lived a couple miles. So back then you could just hop on your bike and actually ride up to the stadium and it was great. We would. Uh, sometimes lock our bikes, sometimes not, and just hope they'd be back when we came back. And just a chance to get in to see these these guys take the field and, and play. It was just, it was magical, you know? So well, we loved they've it. had a great program for a long time. Yeah, they really have. And it's funny, their current coach, Kalani Satake, is, uh, was a year older than me at my high school. And oh, so, yeah, so I've, I've known him since high school, and their defensive coordinator is my best friend from back home's little brother. So it's very close to the, the BYU uh, family as well, so... Yeah. Well, Utah is a beautiful place. Yeah, it is. I love. I, I mean, I've not been to Provo, but I've been to Salt Lake, and oh, it's yeah. incredible. It yeah. is. I love. I love visiting. I still have some family there, so I, ch- I try to go back at least once a year in the summer. <laughs> so I'm not a huge fan of snow anymore. I grew right. up in. I've had my fair share of snowballs and uh, snowmen, so I'm I'm right. good with uh, the heat, the warmth. I wanted to ask you, what are some of the trends that you see coming up in you know live radio versus digital? and Spotify mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, other formats. People have a lot more choices than they did 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, they, you know, they really do. And, I mean, you can get whatever you want at, at, at your hand. And, and so us in radio, you know, we try to have try to move with that everything we do from our Facebook lives we try to stay 
in the now as much as we can with our social media and everything mm -hmm. like that because if we didn't we're just we're just left back you know to hung out to dry and the one advantage we have here at kiss 105 and in gainesville and you you probably know this being here for as long as you have is gainesville has such a loyal base of fans of clients people that just love point. and adore us and so we have that advantage that they will tend to come to us first it's our job to keep them you well know that's what a I mean? testament to you because mm -hmm. right now you your job is more competitive than it's ever oh, been absolutely it used to be the music uh, sold itself you oh. could have some some guy that was a dj that was probably just playing the, the records and oh, people yeah. would listen despite the dj but now you have to be the entertainment more so than the, the music. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and a lot of that is through preparation. Uh, you know, half of my life is prepping for my show. And so, uh, yeah, you want to use, if you're not going to tell the story now, you want to at least have a nice tease, something that's going to keep listeners coming on because, you know, we're playing music that, that anyone can get anywhere. Right. The difference is they, they're not going to get the story I'm about to tell coming from me. And so, yeah, it is that holding on. We, we have, again, you know, just the best listeners that they, they really, really they really like us and they mm -hmm. stick around for us you know and they 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 go to the places that, that we're at and they want to see the things that we're seeing you know and so with uh moving again like with the facebook lives and being on you know this podcast it gives people the ability to see through our eyes and then they can go see so uh, through visual and now we're giving them the uh through audio now we're giving them the video mm -hmm. uh, the visual of that uh you know process. how is that transition for you going from video audio to video and I'll, let, and I'll let Jeffrey speak. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah. I, it, not as difficult. Not that I thought it was going to be difficult. I just thought that it was going to be... It, the first time it, being in front of a camera was pretty intimidating mm -hmm. because it's it's like I'm in a studio all day with no one looking at me. Yeah, you right. could be in your underwear. It could yeah. be right there in my undies, you know. Yeah. But then all of a sudden here it is and there's, you know, all these people watching. And, and so it's like you really have to get that mentally out because it is a camera. And, and I'm just talking to you guys, you know. Um, but it's, uh, it, I, I also have a YouTube channel, which has really helped me get comfortable in front of a camera. But, but I just have to remember, man, the best, the best thing to be is myself. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not going to have to pretend and put on a show for anybody, you know? Well, I wanted to, um, remind our listeners and viewers, we're taking questions and comments on Facebook live. Uh, simply let us know in the comment section, uh, on the bottom. And we'd love to. Uh, have you ask Brett Douglas some questions. He's had an incredible career. Now, one of the things that makes KISS 105 unique, I think, uh, at least for me, is you personalize it to the Gainesville community. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you you know, thoughtfully go about doing that. You know, I've, I've worked with some great coaches in the past, and they, they really did a good job of honing that and making it realize that that we are very Alachua County based. It's it's where our our signal reaches, and we want everyone in Gainesville to know like that we are as local as you can get. So if I have a listener that is winning something and they say, "Oh, I'm on my way to work. Where's work? Oh, Publix. Which Publix? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to you know Steeplechase, or I'm going to Newberry, or I'm going to, you know to Hunter's Crossing." And so we let our listeners know it's the theater of mind. They're they're also now they're on Forty Third Street, you know, and and they're hanging out with the winner and and celebrating for them and with them. And and I've really found the importance of just localizing and keeping everything gains or 
federal Atchewa County um, rated because it's just so important to me yeah. because of how much I've fallen in love with this community and being in, in Gainesville. And, uh, and and so I really just want our listeners to feel at home when they're listening to us, you know. Well, I know that you, you also have a active Facebook uh, following. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so we do both. Uh, our Facebook um, following is is great and it's growing. You know, we, we have an amazing social media girl, Sarah, who mm-hmm. takes care of all of it. I mean, just right before here, I said, hey, do you want to let our listeners know, uh, put a post on Facebook that I'm going to be on the Melden podcast. That's and she's great. all, yeah. yeah, what do you want? I, I said, 4.30, I'll be on. I said, well, done. And I was like, <laughs> there it is right there. So she has been, she's been very sound at the growth of our of our uh, f- fan base on on our social medias because for me I'm I'm pretty much just a Facebook guy I'm trying to do a little more with Instagram mm-hmm. she's just she's, she's got it all it. oh yeah she you know fresh out of college she went to UF grad man she's awesome it's funny that you bring up the local connections because I believe for some people listening to you is is as routine as brushing their teeth in oh, other wow. words. In other words, when they wake up in the day, they, they gonna, they're going to brush their teeth, they're going to get dressed, they're going to listen to Brett Douglas, they're going to go to work, uh-huh. and that's like, to, be, to affect someone like that and affect their day, even though it may seem like it's incidental, it's, it's actually very, very powerful. I, I think that, that you deserve uh, a ton of credit for that. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, man. That, that, that means more than you know. I really appreciate that because it's, uh, you know, I, we all grew up listening to morning radio. And it's something, like I said, I always wanted to do, never thinking I ever would have been the morning guy and um, or, or even a part of a team of, of it. You know, I listened back home, and and, um, and that's actually a great point. I, I, I never really thought of it that way because that, that, that was automatic for me. It's like mm-hmm. I had my cha- my stations that I listened to, which actually were the same format that mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, doing now and realizing the fun that they had. And that's my biggest thing. I always want to make sure that um, I, I always call it the pop, power positive, and I want to make sure that I have that on the show uh, we don't try to talk about anything negative. Mm-hmm. We don't make fun of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do have stupid news. People make some, fun, some <laughs> mistakes. And, yes. uh, you know, yeah. and We've so, had a few of those recently. Yes, <laughs> yes we have. Yeah, happy accidents, maybe, if you want to say. But, uh, but, we, um, but that's the thing. We, we always want to make sure that we're moving forward and that if anyone's calling me, they, they want, I want them to feel comfortable knowing that they're calling a friend. Yeah. I'm not going to make fun of them. I'm not going to, you know, make them feel stupid. You know what I mean? If it is, it's not just going to be like getting their goat a little. Yeah. I'm not going for shock radio at all. There's, there's, there's destinations. It takes a lot of courage to call uh, the radio up and be on the air. And I, mean, I understand and respect that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and especially nowadays, people don't pick up the phone like they used to. Yeah. You know, um, and that's just what it is. I mean, think about it now. When someone calls you, what's your first thought? is like, can't you text me first? Whoa, Come yeah. on, me man. and dad, we, yeah, me and dad are, I'm trying to train him still on text. It's yeah. so intrusive. <laughs> if I want to communicate with yeah. anybody under 60 years old, I've got to text, text. them. What's yeah. up with that? I mean, nobody answers my phone calls. <laughs> I do, Jeffrey. I feel, I I feel unwanted. Je- yeah, Jeffrey's the caller, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I get a pre-planned commitment from Brett on yeah. the, yes. you know, Monday morning. Yes, yes that's right. Yeah, it, it is very good. In fact, if anyone's just finding out right now, Jeffrey Mellon is on my show every morning. At, uh, we go around 8.10 to 8.25. He's on three different Monday segments. Morning. Well, when but, I'm unavailable, Carrie Melden is uh, the yeah. call in. And, I'm and the morning. pinch hitter, just in case. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and is I it a pinch that. hitter or does it pinch hitter? A, a pinch hitter, exactly. Yeah, you okay. step in when, when he's when he's down, yeah. but uh, but you, you swing for the fence every time, man, yeah. and we love so, it. Well, thank you, Brad. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. that. You know, I, I really want to tell you that it's been great this past year getting to know you, being on the show, 
making uh, somebody in uh, in out there listening happy because they've won some tickets. Yes, you know exactly. And yes. then we like to take pictures and post them and share them and uh, everything that you're doing is very very important. You know we yeah. have a lot of our staff members. Um, listen to you every morning coming to work at Melvin Law <laughs> and they tell me all about it. I heard you on the radio oh, this yeah, morning. This guy, he's awesome. He rocks the mic, so, man. You rock it great, man. We so appreciate we, it. We're going to be wrapping up Melvin Law and friends, uh, our great friend Brett Douglas from KISS 105 and Jams as well. And uh, we look forward to having you back next Absolutely. week. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Melvin Law and friends. <laughs> <laughs>